This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Happy birthday to you. Hey, where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Yes, indeed. Welcome to The Garden Show on Zoomer Radio with Charlie Dobbin, aided and abetted by yours truly, Dean Holland. How are you this morning, Charlie? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm really wonderful too i yeah it, it's just getting the days are getting brighter all the time and uh, they're getting warmer and i yeah good great week great time of year it's and things have really greened up as a matter of fact elliot mowed the lawn yesterday wow oh i haven't done that yet good for me good for <laughs> elliot good for him <laughs> yeah wow. spring is really here <laughs> oh. holy cow okay um i know we have a couple of announcements i'm gonna give out those phone numbers first though uh we would love for you you to give us a call uh, if you live in Toronto, 416-360-0740, or anywhere else in the province of Ontario, it is toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And, uh, you know, this week is, is a little bit different because we'd like you to let Duncan know if you are a first-time caller. And, of course, uh, and Duncan, is uh, he is filling in for a Carlos this week, and he'll, he'll give you these. He'll give you, he'll give you the garden wings if Duncan lets me. You know, I'll give you those, okay? And we want you to call often. We want you to call early and one question per call, please. Okay, what is uh, what's, what announcement you got there, Charles? Uh, okay, so I'm going to start with a, an unusual one. This is from the Garden Club mm-hmm. of Toronto. Um, this is The Garden Club of Toronto is a very established group. It's been around for over 75 years, beautifying Toronto and working hard, uh, volunteering all over the place. And what happens is, I guess, every year in April, they have their monthly meeting and it's an open house. And they are very much wanting to uh, find more members and they very much would like some diversity within the membership, some younger people. So there, this is a big, wide-open invitation for anyone who would like to get involved, learn more about the Garden Club. Um, attend the meeting April 27th at the Toronto Botanical Gardens in Toronto. Um, it starts at 11.30. You do need to pre-register at www.thegardenclub.com. Of Toronto, that's one word, the Garden Club of Toronto.ca. And bottom line is you'll get pre-registered. It's a free event. And the bonus is Paul Zamet will be speaking at this event. And there's no more dynamic, smart, interesting, fun guy than Paul Zamet. So 
if for no other reason, go just to to listen to Paul and uh, and and yeah, good luck um, for, to the Garden Club. Yeah, expanding the membership. Why not? Everybody needs to do that. We all love gardening. Let's let's share our love of gardening. Sweet. Okay. And I, uh, you also got a message from Heather at the Riverdale Hort Society, inviting all who would like to improve their pruning skills. They're inviting everyone to a hybrid meeting on Wednesday, May the 10th at 7 p.m. Uh, Marion Jarvie, who uh, is a well-known speaker and plants woman, will be in person at the community center in Franklin uh, Community Public School in Toronto to share her expertise. And uh, since it's a hybrid meeting, uh, you can you can attend in person, but you can also Zoom. Okay, and the contact there is info at riverdalehorticultural.ca. So there you go. Yeah, May 10th, once again, is that meeting. Right. And the day before, on May 9th, the Pickering Garden Club is hosting a meeting. Everyone is welcome. There is no charge. 7 p.m., the O'Brien Room at Chestnut Hill Rec Center, 1867 Valley Farm Road. And Jeff Mason will be there speaking about new cool plants. Sweet. Okay. Well, I anticipate that we are going to have a really cool and hip show today. I just have a gut feeling. The calls are already coming in. We would love to hear from you. If you have an indoor gardening question or outdoor gardening question, give us a call. Okay? Have to take a short break. We'll be right back with much more on The Garden Show. Happy birthday to you. Hey, where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means... There's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing. And she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Yes, indeed, this is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin on this beautiful April, uh, April Saturday, and uh, yeah, a little bit wet, I guess, in the province today, Charlie. Yes, but it's well needed. It's uh, I'm all I'm very happy for the rain. Yes, April showers bring May flowers. <laughs> exactly. Indeed. Okay, let's go to our first caller. We are going to Mary in Paul Grave, and uh, we're talking about hibiscus, I believe. Yes, welcome to the Garden Show, there, Mary. Hello, and thank you. Um, yes, we are talking about hibiscus. I've got a hibiscus that's a tree form that's about 25 years old that I grew from a cutting and made into a tree. And now for the past year, I've probably been, probably the past year, I have been battling aphids. I have used malathion for quite a long time, and now I've used uh, Schultz House and Garden that's supposed to be for aphids, kills bugs on contact. I wash the leaves about, actually wash them because I can't spray in the living room, uh, about every three, four days, at least once a week, and I'm still getting aphids. Help. Okay. So quick question. Why do you think they're aphids? What do they look like? Oh, they're they're too tiny to really see, and they're 
they will crawl, and they gather on the blooms, on the tiny buds. Whenever there's a bud, they gather on the bud and down the stem, and I wipe them down with uh, uh, a J-cloth soaked in uh, a plant, like house and garden plant, or malathion, and they start moving all over. Okay, what color are they? Oh. <laughs> Do, and, okay. Yeah, yeah. And one more question. Um, Do they have wings? Do they fly? Green. Yeah, okay. No, but aphids come in all colors. But um, do they do they fly? Have you seen them flying? And falling on you and everything. Okay. Um, all right, so let's... Uh, I'm just surprised. Aphids are quite easy to kill. That's why I'm asking. Uh, and oh. the fact that you're using malathion, we don't want to talk about that on the radio because that was um, made illegal about 15 years ago. So it's actually, you've probably got some old malathion or you went traveling and bought it. But um, it's a very strong insecticide that should knock down aphids without any issue whatsoever, yeah. unless for some reason they are... Um, resistant, which is one of the reasons we got rid of all these toxic chemicals is because insects did breed, we bred for resistance by spraying them as much as we did. What I would do is a couple of things. Um, all right, the, uh, one more question. Do you find that the plant is sticky, that there's like a um, stickiness on the leaves or there's kind of any kind of dripping going on? Yes, it, it, the leaves that uh, get sticky and mm -hmm. yes, they do. Okay. All right, so it could be aphids, but like I said, I'm surprised. Is there any chance you can move that plant into your bathroom, into the bathtub? It's uh, it's over five feet tall and a couple feet wide, and it's in a clay pot full, uh, the largest oh. clay pot that you can buy. I yeah, cannot yeah. even move it outside anymore because it's too heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's where it is. Because spraying yeah. it would be the most effective way. And like I say, aphids... Aphids are what we call soft-bodied insects. So even a simple soap spray, if you spray thoroughly until the plant is dripping. So this would mean like shower curtains on the floor, uh, some kind yeah, of a drape behind. Well. If you're willing, I would even cut the plant back, which might mean that you'd be cutting away some buds and blooms. But I by cutting the plant that. back somewhat, you'll have less to spray. And you got to spray every part of the plant, the under part of the leaves, the top side, the stems, yeah, the branches, everything has to be dripping. Then you let it sit and you spray again seven days later. There, Same could it be something other than aphids that I don't, I thought it would be aphids because they start moving around quickly. But sure. Well, the thing with um, hibiscus is a very tasty plant. It's sweet. And so insects do love it. White fly is a very common insect that gets onto hibiscus inside our homes, but the adult form, like the little larva could look like an aphid, it's very tiny, but once they become adults, they are pure white and they have wings and they fly around, but yeah, very, very white, very obvious. So if you're not... But I can't okay. get rid of these little bugs. They, yeah. They well, every four days or so. Yeah, well, you you don't want to make your life miserable by doing this every four days for the rest of your life. What you want to do is get rid of them. And the way to get rid of them is a very thorough dripping in 
um, the Schultz insecticide, uh, any one of the, there's something out there called Endol, there's Safer Soap, there's many, many insecticides that will annihilate aphids. The issue is you need to coat the plant and then come back 10 days, seven days later because eggs will hatch. So you have to sort of keep doing your thing. Uh, and aphids are amazing because they actually don't even necessarily have to lay eggs. They can give birth to live young and they also do not need a male to uh, fertilize them. The female aphids just lay baby aphids. So you start with one aphid and before you know it, you have thousands. They're quite, quite um, evolved to to be a massive problem so yeah just that's my best suggestion a really really is thorough spraying all righty does the, the soil spraying the soil does that help at all or the not really the they're not on the soil they're on the plant but they might drop to the soil from the plant so it doesn't hurt to spray the surface of the soil but yeah. it, the main thing is you want to spray each every single insect needs to get sprayed Good luck okay. with that. Sorry, Mary. I wish I had yeah, better. Good luck with that, Mary. Yeah, you'll have to maybe call us back in a few weeks and let us know how things are going. Okay, we have to take a, a we have to pause. Here's some important updated messaging. We will be right back with much more on the Garden Show. Happy birthday to you. Hey, Bye. where's Mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned sixty-five, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin exclusively on Zoomer Radio. We are back here on the Garden Show. We're getting those numbers out again. If you live in Toronto, here is the number you need to use. 416-360-0740. Or if you don't live in Toronto and you live anywhere outside uh, Toronto in the province of Ontario, it's a toll-free number. one 740 But occasionally... Of course, we go outside the province of Ontario, like we're going to do right now, Charlie. We have uh, Christine calling from our neighbors to the south, calling from Buffalo. Welcome to the Garden Show, Christine. Hi. How are you guys doing this morning? <laughs> Great. How are you? Good. I've, have, I've got a problem question. I have a small raspberry patch that's been invaded by goutweed. Is there any way I can save the raspberries? <laughs> The, I can't wow. get goutweed. The only thing that kills it is Roundup, and I don't want to use That's that. That's true. Um, you know what might work? Uh, imagine the, the goutweed, also known as agapodium. It's up now, so you can see the leaves of that, of the goutweed, right? Right, yes. But are there leaves on the raspberry canes? There are, yes. They're just starting. Because okay. I was going to say, if you got, like if the goutweed... Uh, leaves out sooner than the raspberries, which I think it might, but that would have been maybe two weeks ago. You, the way Roundup works, you can spray the leaves of anything and it will die. You spray the bark of anything and it will not die. It's all about the foliage. Oh. So because ras so you could technically spray the goutweed 
as long as you're not spraying any leaves on the raspberries. The only other suggestion I have would be to dig up a, a couple of the raspberries or whatever number you can possibly dig up. You'd have to be very careful when you once they're out of the ground to pull away any bits of gout weed roots or stems or any bit of gout weed then go and absolutely annihilate that patch either with Roundup or with tarpaulins to kill the goat weed. And then, you know, that's going to take a few months and then back into the ground with the raspberries. It, there's really no, the goat weed, once it's in there, the roots are at least 18 inches down. It's really hard to uh, dig it out without destroying the raspberries. Oh, I see. But I can lift the raspberries even though they're starting to, to bud. Yeah, I would. I mean, keep them, obviously, either pot them up or wrap them, the, the roots with some soil attached into some moist burlap, stick them in a shady corner, and then work on killing the gout weed, and then turn around and put the raspberries back in. I mean, you could spray the entire patch. And and you know what, you don't have to lift every every cane either, you know, you know depending on how many you've got. Uh, raspberries are pretty vigorous, so once they're back in the ground, they'll they'll just keep on growing. Okay. Oh, that sounds yeah. true. I'll give it a whirl. I've tried everything else, so why not this? <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, good well, luck with that. I listen to your show every Saturday yeah, good luck. I can, and I just love it. So, thank you. Take care. Thank you. Fabulous. You well, too. thanks for calling. Good luck with you. Good luck with your. Uh, good luck with the gout weed. Yeah, mm. I don't know. I don't think we have gout weed, but we have. Um, we have in one patch. We have vetch, which is very frustrating. Same idea, crown vetch. Yeah. Very, very happy. Pl- I mean, vetch is used as is can goat weed be used as a slope stabilizer. So if you've got like mm-hmm. you know, along the highways, you'll often see uh, purple blooming uh, in midsummer. And that's vetch because it's used on steep slopes. It just grows like crazy and it, it's tough and you can't kill it. <laughs> OK. And because it goes down so far, it helps, as you say, stabilize that soil. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay, uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Bert. Bert is calling from Port Perry. Welcome to the Garden Show, Bert. Gotcha. Okay, uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Bert. Bert is calling from Port. You there, Bert? Yeah. I'm Hi. Here. Good morning. Yeah, uh, Charlie. I've I've got a question about uh, cherry tomatoes. I grow them every year. And they're, they're the size of a Bing cherry. Friends of ours had a, a cherry. They're not sure what it was called, but it, it was about the, the, the tomatoes were the size of a golf ball. And they were delicious. And they were still like six to eight to a stem, similar to a cherry tomato. And I was wondering, do you have any idea what they would be called? <laughs> Great question. <clears throat> There are thousands of, of tomatoes out there, but you're right. The, 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 they're called grape tomatoes when they come in little bunches like that. They have become very popular. I'm wondering, the, the friends that had the tomatoes, were they growing in like a hanging basket or a raised garden or a pot, no, do you know, no, I, or were they in the ground? I was growing them right in the ground. And were they growing up or were they growing flat on the ground? No, I had a put a, a bamboo pole in there. They're growing about six feet high. Oh, my. Okay. Boy, I wish I knew for sure what that was. You know, um, oh, dear. Emma. 
I'm just trying to remember Emma's last name. Um, Okay. You know what? Keep listening, Bert. I am going to direct you after this next break. I'm going to direct you to a website or a person. Uh, Stephen, what's, I can't just forgetting her last name. So she is a teenager. She grows hundreds of tomatoes every year in North York in Toronto. Nobody knows tomatoes like Emma knows tomatoes. And so she is somebody you could look at at her website. You might find what you're looking for there. Uh, You could also email her and she would do her best to answer your question. I'm thinking of something called tumbling tom. But the problem with that is it's a it doesn't grow up. It grows more like a spreading tomato. Um, And there's so many, so many. There's a great one out there called Sweetie, and Sweetie is a, but it's small. They're not, they're not as big as golf balls. So just trying to figure out which one that is. She might be able to help you even better. And like I said, I'm going to direct you after the break how to get in touch with her. Okay, that's great. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the call, Bert. Uh, those numbers again to call us. We do have some room on the lines, uh, 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740. Um, uh, Charlie, it's also worth uh, maybe giving out your uh, your email sometimes uh, if uh, a picture helps. Sometimes when people send you a picture of something. And uh, Charlie's email is c.dobbin at mzmedia.com. So that's another option for you. Okay, um, okay, just a quick Let's interruption. Go to Fergus now. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, for sure, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm interrupting you, sorry. But um, quick yeah. interruption for Bert. I just remembered Emma's last name. Her last name is Biggs, B-I-G-G-S. So Emma Biggs, she's a 17-year-old amazing gardener and garden communicator. She wrote a book when she was 13 with her dad all about kids and gardening. So her website is www emmabiggs.ca if you go to her website she's got a whole bunch of stuff about tomatoes she also sells tomato seeds because she collects them Uh, she um, grows hundreds of hundreds of varieties every year and then monitors flavor you know disease um, resistance etc 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 and then puts them out for sale uh, in limited quantities so she is a wonderful tomato guru for anybody who wants to know more about tomatoes okay 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 let's go to Anya who is calling from Fergus Ontario welcome to the garden show Anya actually my name is Ina 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 okay yes I'm asking about uh, dividing uh, delphiniums. Um, they're already oh, about t- two inches tall in the garden, and there's one batch that I've got that's really getting big, and I'd like to um, just divide it and and replant in a little sunnier place. Right. <clears throat> uh, so you certainly you can. This would be the time to divide. You would need to um, lift the entire. Well, I guess depending on what kind of how big the patch is. Bottom line is that, frankly, we should be digging and dividing our delphiniums every two to three years in the spring. And the youngest 
outside pieces. So what happens with so many of our perennials is we plant them, we love them, but as they grow over the years, the center dies and the outside is where all the new growth is, whether it's irises or ornamental grasses or sedum, you know, delphiniums. We have that corky dead center, but all this new growth around the outside edge. So with a sharp knife or a sharp shovel, you're going to sever some of that nice new growth off of the mother plant and move it, like you say, to a sunnier location. Sometimes it's easier to lift the whole clump and then work away at it with a sharp, with a saw or a butcher knife, or like I say, a shovel, or uh, sometimes you can just leave it in the ground and then work your way around taking away some of that fresh young growth to a new location. Oh, thank you. That's uh, very helpful. Are they heavy feeders? Do they need a lot of uh, um, amending of the soil? Um, not a lot, but uh, any they will thrive best, as you know, in full sun. They do like a good fertile soil, and they definitely need a well-drained soil. They certainly don't want to be in a, a wet spot, but they do need consistent moisture in order to grow, you know, six, seven feet tall. So best is, yeah, do amend uh, while you have the opportunity with some good organic matter like composted manure or homemade compost mixed in with your existing garden soil and lots of sun and again consistent moisture uh once they're in the ground generally the first year we, i don't worry too much about fertilizing but next year you'll fertilize in the spring thank you very much very helpful my pleasure yeah yeah thanks for the call there um okay let's go because the phones are ringing wildly so let's go right to our next caller we have uh, gwen calling from Toronto. Welcome to the Garden Show, Gwen. Good morning. Morning. I have a question about a, an old privet hedge. It's uh, over 50 years old. We've been here 50 years. And we want to trim it back and, you know, try and get it to grow from the base again because it's all mm -hmm. leaves at the top and nothing at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Can anything be done with it? You know what? <clears throat> you would be amazed. Privet is, is a, I'm amazed actually, so I imagine you'd be amazed too. I have seen old privet hedges, now that is old, 50 years, uh, but I've seen them, you know, 30 years old, where, like you say, the, it's straggly, uh, old and woody, and there's, you know, naked ankles and, you know, head in the sun sort of thing going on and not at all attractive. Cut down, this is called rejuvenation, when you cut the plant all those stems down to about six inches tall. Now, it looks really horrible when you do that. You go through the whole hedge with loppers or chainsaw, whatever you need, taking out all that growth down to that six-inch height. And at that point, particularly now in the spring, of course, you're going to clean out any weeds that have grown up. Like there's often maple trees growing up in the privet hedges, I find. Uh, so get that all cleaned out. Amend the soil. So adding, again, good organic material, composted manure. Just, you know, the, the soil will be depleted and tired after 50 years of those plants growing there. So you really need to add some, some vigor to the plants with some good quality uh, amendments. And then sit back and watch. It will look really ugly for several months, but it be, leaves will grow. Often when we do this rejuvenation, it's either very early spring or late fall. So this has been a or funny spring because we had all that warm weather, but there's probably still time to do it now if you do it in the next week. 
If you can't, then I would wait till the fall and do this massive cutting back. It will look super ugly, but it will grow back beautifully. Okay. I just wondered. I thought maybe when you put the poor thing into such shock that it wouldn't know what to do, and we didn't know whether to cut it before it bloomed or after it bloomed. No, you do it when it's yeah, dormant. So, uh, like I said, early spring or late fall. Is it is it full of leaves now? Yeah, it has some leaves on it. Yeah. So, I mean, you like I said, you're still early enough. It's only April. Yeah. If you can do it in the next week, you could do it now. Otherwise, wait till fall or next spring, early spring. So really cut it back to about six inches. Eh? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing. I know it's it's shocking. It'll look horrible, but you'll be surprised. It's gonna it's gonna come back full green, so, you know, dense bushes again and grow from the base again. <laughs> yep. Instead of yep. all the leaves at the top. Exactly. Okay, well, that's great. I guess we'll have to see what, what we do. I don't know who's okay. going to shock the hedge or my husband when he finds out to cut it back <laughs> six inches. He's probably going to shock. I know. It, like I said, it, but that's why you have to do it when it's dormant or early in the season because right now the plants are full of juice. They're full of excitement yeah. to grow. So by grow. doing a very hard pruning now, it will respond. But if you wait a month from now, it will not. It could kill it. Yeah. No, let's not do that. Right. Okay, well, that's great. Okay. Thank you very much for your help. You're welcome. Care. Okay. Thank you. I can see how uh, somebody would be uh, leery about uh, cutting something back that uh, that drastically when you've had it for so many years. That'd be, that'd be tricky. Exactly. That's the thing. It's scary. I mean, most people are afraid to prune even the simplest pruning. You know, we, we always, like I always say, Always prune the dead, the diseased, or the damaged parts of any of your plants, whether it's a tree or a shrub or a delphinium. If it's dead, diseased, or damaged, prune it out and don't even think twice about it. But then this idea of actually taking probably a five-foot hedge down to six inches tall, it's pretty freaky. People do panic at the idea, but it works. It, I've seen it. I've seen it work. It works. Well, I well, I would I would have the the shears there, and I would just hold my breath and close my eyes, and then start chopping away. <laughs> I'd be terrified. <laughs> okay, dokie, we're going to take our next break. Uh, we will be right back with much more on the garden show. Happy birthday to you! Hey, Bye. where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned sixty-five, which means. There's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio is right. We are back with our show with Charlie Dobbin. Charlie, let's go right to Dorchester. We have Diane on the line. Welcome to The Garden Show, Diane. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Charlie, after I asked my question, could you repeat Emma Biggs' uh, information? Uh, they were just uh, asking me who I was on the other end of the phone, and I wasn't able to hear it. And I would really like to get that. I want to get back into doing some tomatoes. But my question is, 
a friend of mine told me, I have hostas and so does she. And occasionally I've been getting uh, like snails and slugs and stuff like this. And she said she had a neighbor who told her, mix vinegar and water together uh, and spray it as they're coming up now. And I was looking at them, they're starting to poke through, the little shoots are coming through the ground. Spray it on there and it will deter any of the, um, the little um, pests that uh, come out to uh, harm our hostas. But I thought, you know, I'm going to be very careful with vinegar. And I thought, who better to ask than t- Charlie uh, Dob- Dobson? Okay, this is a great question. And um, the important thing to remember, vinegar will kill many insects, but it will also kill plants. So your point is a good one. <clears throat> now is the time. And what we do is we do a half and half water and vinegar mix, preferably like don't use the vinegar that we put on our french fries better to use cleaning vinegar which is double the concentration of uh, acetic acid makes it a little more effective and you'll mix that half and half with water then you will spray it on the soil around the hostas before the leaves unfurl so um And your friend, good point, slugs and snails, they overwinter in the soil. So they spent last winter under the soil, around the hostas, in the form of eggs. And the weather gets nice in the spring, the eggs hatch, and we have little baby slugs and little baby snails. And as soon as we have a rainy day, they're so happy, they emerge from the ground, they find yummy hostas and start chewing them. So if you spray the soil with the vinegar now, you will effectively kill the eggs and the newborn babies that are just there, just under the surface of the soil at the base of the hostas. So it's a preventative insecticide. Be careful to not spray anything green with the vinegar unless you want to kill it. Oh, that, that, that does good. I'm, I'm really happy because I'd rather mix up something myself than harmful chemicals. Although, like you said, vinegar can be a harmful chemi- chemical exactly. if used incorrectly. Exactly. Okay. Uh, do you and have there, the, uh, the email for or the information yeah. for Emma Briggs? Biggs. Okay. So, her, yeah. So, it's just she has a website. So, it's triple W, Emma, E M M A, Biggs, B as oh. in Bob, I. G-G-S, so emmabiggs.ca. If you go to her website, you will see she's got all kinds of great information about what she does. Her and her dad uh, have a podcast called Food Garden Life, uh, but she is an amazing tomato expert at her tender age of 17 years old. So she's well, uh, she's great. Say if you live long enough, you'll learn something new every day. And isn't it nice to learn something from the younger generation? Yeah. Totally, Thank totally. You. And she's Thank just you so very she, much. Yes. You're Have welcome. A good she's day. very Bye. well spoken. She's been on the show a couple of times uh, um, back, sort of pre pandemic, when we used to get together in the studio. But one other uh, thought for Diane and her hostas and slugs and snails there is slug bait for sale in your garden centers. It is a non toxic chemical. Uh, it works because the slugs think it tastes delicious. So they eat it, and it ultimately kills them, but it does not kill anything else. It doesn't kill birds. It doesn't kill any other insects. It doesn't kill hostas. And if it's not eaten, it dissolves on the surface of the soil, and it actually will fertilize your, um, your plants. So it's a, it's a pretty effective slug bait available in any garden center. Thank you so very much. Have a good day. Bye.
You too. You too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's dive right to uh, our next caller. We are. We've got Mike on the line from uh, Stouffville. Welcome to the Garden Show, Mike. Hey. Good morning. Morning. I have a quick question for you guys. Uh, first time caller, by the way. Oh. 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 Wait. Oh, wait. Oh. Oh. First time wings. caller. I. Yeah. I just got to You go ahead. I've got to get the wings. Here we go. Oh, thank you. There you go. Welcome to the show. Wonderful. Thank you. Listen, I haven't had much luck with bougainvillea. I found one last year that grew exceptionally well. So my wife had the idea, let's cut it back, put it in the dark, cold room and over winter, and we've taken it out. I have some growth coming out now in the bottom six or eight inches. It's about a foot and a half tall. how do I like, do I trim more down now, or how do I proceed? In? Okay, so that's good. It survived the the cold, dark root cellar, uh, which is great. That is certainly one way to overwinter tropical plants. Uh, sometimes it kills them because it's so dark and it's so cool, but other times they just go dormant or semi-dormant and come through fine. So your job right now is make sure that plant is in full sun, the sunniest possible window that you have in your house, uh, southern window being the best, western being the second best. So bright, bright sun. Uh, cut off, if you've only got green at the bottom of the plant, and it's great that it's at the bottom and not at the tips, frankly, get out your sharp pruners or scissors, remove any of the woody bits or stems that have no evidence of green buds or leaves on them now. So that what that what by doing that, by taking off those tips, uh, you will be causing the plant to be bushier and more dense and have more leaves ultimately. Also fertilize. If you haven't fertilized, uh, do it once after that winter uh, experience. And then every month from here on through to September, fertilize monthly with you know just a good flowering plant fertilizer and um yeah uh, you're going to water thoroughly when it's dry but let it you know don't keep it wet all the time get it outside in the summer if you can it sounds like it might have been outside last summer so once we're frost free um harden it off so take it out slowly gently in into the outside over a couple of weeks and uh, get it settled into a nice sunny spot. And of course, remember to water it when it's outside. But yeah, no, it sounds great. It was a good idea to do it, what you and your wife decided to do. So um, yeah, carry on. You've got a good starting point there. Super. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great day. You too. Yeah, thank you so much for calling, Mike. Don't be a stranger. You as well. Happy. You got it. Yeah, it's nice to get those first-time callers. Uh, we have to take our... Our last pause for some messaging. Uh, We will be right back with much more on The Garden Show. Happy birthday to you. Hey, where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. 
This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. We are back uh, for our final segment of this week's uh, show, and uh, we have uh, Yota on the line from Etobicoke. Welcome to The Garden Show, Yota. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I have a question. I'm so eager to go and get my vegetables growing, and I have them on some on seed tape and some are just uh, the seed. Can I put that out already, or do I have to wait till the middle of May? Okay, so the, the, some seeds like cool soil and will mm-hmm. germinate and grow. Other seeds will not, and it, it, you will regret planting them too early. <laughs> so depending on what you're thinking of growing, at this time of year, we can plant spinach seeds outdoors. We can plant beans, well, actually pea seeds outdoors. Uh, what okay. were you? What were the seeds you were hoping to get well, out? Like I had carrots, car- I have and carrots, tomatoes. and um, salad, and uh, yeah, something nice. else. Mixed salad. I also have wildflowers on on seed tape. So I wonder if I can put that in the ground without uh, losing it. Right. So I don't really put your carrots. Yeah. Don't put the carrots or the any kind of salad or lettuce seeds out yet. Wait until the soil is warmer. Wildflower seeds you might be able to plant now. See what it says on the package. Many wildflower mixes are both annuals and perennial seeds mixed mm-hmm. together. And they often do want to go out early in the spring. So it's likely that, you know, following the instructions on the package, preparing a seed bed and laying out the seed tape, um, and you'll you'll dig a little bit of a trough, uh, depending on what the, the package says, you'll lay the tape into the little trough or trench, put some soil, like you'll water first, then put some soil on top and then water again. And uh, the seed tape works really well for proper spacing for seeds, mm-hmm. I find. Uh, so do that one, you, you likely could, you know, get out there and get dirty and get that one planted, but hold okay. off on any of the warm season crops for now. Because I would like to take advantage of the nice rain we're getting. <laughs> so yeah, I know they get exactly. soaked. Exactly. No, this rain is lovely. So, um, yeah. but we we have more rain coming. Don't don't oh, you know? And certainly, if you have a lawn and you're rejuvenating your lawn, of course, this is the time grass seed could be going down as well. Yeah. Okay, that's lovely. Thank you very much, and have a great day, both of you. Thank you very much. You too. Thank you so much. Oh. Okay, we have uh, one caller patiently waiting on the line. Uh, we have a Bernice who is calling from Brantford. Welcome to the Garden Show, Bernice. Hi, thank you. Uh, I'm calling about a red currant bush I have. It's approximately 30 years old, but I've only had it. It's been here for 10 years. I wrap it every year with burlap. I've fertilized it. I've got abundantly uh, red currants, more than I can use, and I enjoy them, but... Um, this year, when I unwrapped it, it really looks thinly. Um, can I cut that back is the question, and would it grow again for me? Um, yes, I would. Uh, certainly, I'm just double-checking here. Has it been a while since I grew any currants? But um, if it's that old, like 30 years old, it probably needs some, some kind of excuse me, some kind of uh, rejuvenation. It's, um, you know, that old wood, woody 
stems down at the bottom uh, will never be highly productive. It's only the new growth that will produce flowers and berries. So that's why it's important that we do uh, every now and then do a proper, like I say, rejuvenation pruning. Um, just double check. I mean, now would be the time to do that. And so, how far so, would I cut it back? Well, okay, so berries are produced on the two or three year old canes. And uh, so pruning follows that same pattern. The goal is to have about eight fruit producing canes of different ages on the plant. So prune when it's dormant. So now it's coming out of dormancy, I'm sure. So make sure that you're doing your pruning. As soon as this rain is over, we prune on the dry days. Remove anything that's diseased or broken or misshapen, right? The 3Ds, dead, diseased, damaged, gets pruned out right away. Um, and then it's just depends on how it's been pruned over the years. Um, it, you know, you may have to cut it right. Like, you, like if you can sort of be pruning it properly from the beginning, then you'll always have the, that two to three year old canes producing and other canes coming up. So you know, sort of one third of the plant is producing berries. The other two thirds is growing to produce in the future. So, you know, for your purposes, take out the really old if you can, and uh, recognize that you may not get a, a lot of fruit right away. You may need to do a certain amount of rejuvenating of the plant, and it might take a couple of years to grow up some fresh new growth, which will produce fruit in the future. Okay. They're pretty tough plants, though. You can't be hard to kill a red currant, particularly if it's been there that long. But also remember, amend the soil, get some good quality organics around that plant just to uh, organic you know composted manure homemade compost because again it's tired soil when a plant has been in the same spot for 30 years yeah i i add new um, compost a little bit of compost and so every year perfect good yeah, yeah and that helps helps it to be you know strong and produce fruit but it is, it is always a bit of a challenge to prune properly and prune properly over the years. So, um, yeah, good luck with that. I think I think you'll find it's a pretty uh, forgiving plant. So don't worry if, if you feel like you've taken out too much because you'll find it's going to bounce back. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Thanks Bernice. Okay, bye. And, wow, what a, what a, what a show. <laughs> Thank you. Duncan, yeah. you've done a fine job. I mean, who needs Carlos when we've got Duncan, right? But don't tell me <laughs> about that. <laughs> Don't tell He's running a race this weekend. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. I'm joking. We miss Carlos too. And we wish him well in his marathon for sure. Uh, thank you, Dean. Couldn't do any of this without you. All the great callers. See you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Happy birthday to you. Hey, Bye. where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.